0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith
1: When we're proud, we're saying to God, get away, get away, get away. Don't bother me now. I'm talking. Pride is pushing God out of our lives it's taking him off the throne of our lives pride is a person walking in the personal pronoun i i i
0: reaching up high with arms open wide we see you're changing our lives so we can be our head Today, Pastor Ed will warn us how pride affects our lives and has the ability to destroy us. We live in a world that promotes self, saying things like, do what's best for you. Oftentimes, people confuse pride with having a healthy self-esteem. But it's very important not to get the two mixed up. Pride becomes sinful when you're lifting up yourself instead of God. Pride is sneaky and can creep into your life undetected. You have to constantly keep your heart in check and seek humility. Now, here's Pastor Ed with part one of his message entitled, Pride.
1: morning, we start a series on the seven deadly sins. And the very first one is pride. In all the list of the seven deadly sins, pride always comes first. It's the mother of all sins. And for you men who feel left out, it's the father of all sins. Pride is the sin that can corrupt our virtues, and turns virtues into vices, and can make our vices much worse. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride impacts all of our relationships, it destroys relationships. J.C. Ryle, the commentator said, no sin is so deeply rooted in our nature as pride. It cleaves to us like our skin. Pride, it's so much a part of the human race. We have to constantly keep our hearts in check. Repentance is something that we continually must practice. Confession is something that we must continually practice as we go before God and allow him to search our hearts and allow him to speak to us. Now, many in our society no longer see pride as a sin. And that's because oftentimes they confuse it with healthy self-esteem. The word pride is not like a solid brick in a sentence. It's more like clay that's shaped by its context and the words around it. Pride at times can be a good thing when you have pride in the job well done, when you have pride in your children in a proper way. But it can be pushed to an extreme and it can cross the line and become sinful. The Oxford English Dictionary, in its definition of pride, a couple of the definitions that it has, is excessively high opinion of one's own worth and importance, inordinate self-esteem, arrogant, overbearing conduct, Arrogance, haughtiness, this type of pride, where we worship self, where we have too high of an opinion of ourselves, where we're arrogant and boastful, is a pride that destroys relationships. It will destroy your relationship with God. It will destroy your relationship with yourself. And it will destroy your relationship with others. Pride is destructive. It will destroy your relationship with God. The scripture says in James 4, 6, the end of verse 6, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. Why does God resist the proud? That's a powerful, strong statement. In other words, a proud person could come and pray. God won't hear his prayers. A proud person can come and serve and do many good things. God won't receive those works. A proud person could lift their hands and worship to God and sing with all of their strength, and God will not receive that worship. Pride is especially offensive to God because it was the very first sin. It was the father of all sins, the mother of all sins. It happened in heaven. In Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 14, we see it's the first sin ever committed. Let me give you the context of these verses. Isaiah is talking about the king of Babylon. But as he begins to talk about the king of Babylon, it seems like suddenly he shifts his perspective from earth to the heavens, from the earthly to the spiritual. As he looks at the king's heart, it becomes a mirror to see the downfall of Satan. Never, never, never do you more reflect Satan than when you walk in pride. And this king who is proud, as the rebuke comes, you have a glimpse of Satan's fall from heaven. In verses 12 to 14, how you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, shining one, Lucifer, son of the dawn, you have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of the assembly of the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. You have a picture of the very first sin committed, picture of Satan. When God threw him out of heaven after he led the angels in rebellion against him. You could see again and again that personal pronoun, I, 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 I. That's pride. It's lifting up the self against God and dethroning God and enthroning himself or herself. Pride is the attitude that says, God, I want to rule. God, I want to reign. God, I want to take your place. Now, we see it in a very overt way, but there are ways that it's not as obvious, but yet it happens in the hearts of people. It was the very first sin. It was how sin came into the universe. It was the same sin that Satan used against Eve and Adam in the garden. It was the same sin that excluded them from the garden. If you look in Genesis chapter 3 verse 5, Satan tempts Eve and says, You will be like God. You will be like God. Pride caused Satan to lose heaven. It caused Adam and Eve to lose paradise. And God hates the proud heart. Pride, God also hates it because it's really rebellion against God. In 2 Chronicles 26.16, we have the story of one of the great kings of the Jewish people, of Judah. In 2 Chronicles 26, 16, it says, But when he, Uzziah, had become powerful, he also became proud, Hmm. which led to his downfall. He sinned against the Lord his God by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the incense altar. Here is one of the godliest kings up to this point in the history of the Jewish people. He's reigning for half a century, 50 years. And towards the end of that very successful reign, he becomes proud. He goes into the temple and he fulfills the role of the priest. He crosses the boundaries, he's king, but he acts like the priest, and only the priests were to go and offer sacrifices. And because he crossed the line out of pride. Because he felt like I'm above the law. I'm above God's restrictions. His commandments. He rebelled against God. God smote him with leprosy. And he walked out of that place a leper. In Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah was dealing with the crisis of this king. Who had reigned for 50 years. And in that Crisis, he saw the one who really reigns forever and ever, the one who is high and lifted up in the temple. And Isaiah's high eyes were refocused on God. Pride is rebelling against God. It's saying, God, I want to do it my way. God, move over. It's like a parent who is in a conversation with another adult. And suddenly their child comes running over and their child begins to chatter and tell them about this and that. And the parent becomes impatient and the parent says, shh, get away, get away. I'm talking right now. When we're proud, we're saying to God, get away, get away, get away. Don't bother me now. I'm talking. Pride is pushing God Out of our lives. It's taking him off the throne of our lives. Pride. Is a person walking. In the personal pronoun. I. 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 In Proverbs 16.5. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will Not go unpunished. Every time a person lifts themselves up in pride. And arrogancy and boastfulness. Every time they do that. What they're doing is they're reminding God of the very first sin that was ever committed against him. And the universe. They're reminding God of the very first sin. That excluded us. The human race from the garden. The very nature of pride is to rise up against God. It's a serious sin. The father of all sins. And it's so difficult to detect. It's so difficult to see. No, it's not difficult to see in others. We could spot it a mile away. But it's difficult to detect in ourselves. Now, you know when you're being lustful. You know when you're being greedy. You know when you've lost your temper in anger. But when you're proud, you're blind to it. It's the one sin that most often blinds us. In Leadership Magazine 2007, they had an article by a pastor entitled, Surprised by Pride. That pastor was Deeply humbled when he was convicted by the Holy Spirit of pride in his heart. He went on a long-term fast and prayer. It's so subtle. It so easily slips in. Think Satan, Lucifer, had seen the glory of God and yet he became proud. Adam and Eve walk with God in the garden and they saw his power, his might, his awesomeness and they... We're tempted to become like God, to usurp his position. How does pride impact our relationship to ourselves? We've looked at how it impacts our relationship to God. The Bible clearly tells us that God will resist the proud. How does it impact your relationship to self? In Proverbs twenty-nine twenty-three, it reads, A person's pride will bring humiliation. God will humiliate those who are proud. Pride, how does it impact you inside? Well, pride causes self-deception. All the sins carry with them their own punishment. But pride especially causes self-deception. In Obadiah, the prophet says, the pride of your heart has deceived you. He's speaking to Edom. A nation that was proud because they lived in the clefts of the rocks. They made their homes in the heights. They considered themselves invulnerable. Pride will do that to you. Pride will make you feel like you're invulnerable. Pride will make you feel like you're above the fray, that you're better than others and you're beyond the reach of certain things. A proud person thinks they can hide their heart from God. It reminds me of the story of the man who came home drunk. He staggered into the house. His wife went over to him and said, Let me help you. And she undressed him, helped him get into bed. And then she asked very meekly, Would you mind if I pray for you? He said, No, go ahead, pray for me. So she began to pray, Dear Lord, please help my husband. Forgive him, he's drunk. And he stopped her. And he said, Honey, don't tell him I'm drunk. Just tell him I'm sick. Just tell him I'm sick. We can't hide our sin from God. We hide it from ourselves, but not from God. Pride keeps us from knowing the truth about ourselves. A proud person will not want to be corrected, will be overly sensitive, say anything about a proud person, and they'll strut off on their high horse. So easily, they become offended. Now, sometimes people with low self-esteem are easily offended. But oftentimes, people with inordinate self-esteem, proud, they'll take offense at correction. Pride corrupts our virtues. Pride causes self-deception. We're blind to it. But pride does something else. It takes the best and makes it bad. It corrupts. Even our virtues. In Luke chapter 18, 9, it reads, To some who were confident in their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. What was the parable he told? He told a familiar parable that we know. A story about a Pharisee who goes into the temple, he stays in the front, and he prays, and he says, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I'm not a thief, I'm not a robber, I don't steal, I give my tithes, I... I, And on and on he goes with all the good things he does, and he feels good. He's there patting himself on the back, saying, your good works commend you to God. Way in the back, there's a publican, there's a sinner. He just beats his chest and says, oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus told that parable, and then he comments, and he says, the one who stayed in the back beat their chest and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, went away blessed, why the Pharisee if we went by the moral standards of society was a better man the publican the sinner would have not been if you were trying to elect someone to office you wouldn't have elected him to office you would vote the Pharisee into office but when God looked at him he says that Pharisee that religious man went away and he was not blessed why because he was filled with pride. You could find somebody out on the street and go and help them. They're hooked on drugs, and so you help them get off drugs. You you bring them to the Salvation Army, you bring them to Teen Challenge. Somebody who's struggling with alcohol, you help them and you, you give them some money and you do something for them. You help them get a fresh start. And after you've helped them, You pat yourself on the back and you feel good about yourself and say, my, I'm a good Christian. Look what I've done. Our service to God should humble us, not make us proud. Jesus said, whenever you do to the least of these, you're doing to me. So in that addict's eyes, we see Jesus. In that drunken's eyes, we see Christ in that person who's stuck in the terrible plight of poverty, we're doing it unto the Lord. We're doing it for Jesus' sake. And then we come away, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to serve you. So much of what people do builds their pride up and their ego up, and they wind up going to God, and God turns his face. He wants us to be humble. Remember what Jesus said? I am meek and humble. In Matthew chapter 11. Jesus is humble. He's a humble God. You you think about God. He's always reaching down to us, picking us up. A proud person is always looking down at people camel nose yeah you know? always looking down at people with this high look if you're always looking down at people you'll never be able to look up and hear god or see god right. humility is so important as a follower of christ dorothy sayers said the devilish strategy of pride is that it attacks us not in our weakness our weakest points, but in our strongest. Again and again, we have to go to God and say, God, clean my heart. God, help me to walk humbly before you. We have to let the Holy Spirit point to us the things that are wrong in us. Our relationship to God, God resists the proud. Our relationship to ourselves pride will hurt us and harm us internally. We'll be blinded to our own sin. We'll deceive ourselves. It will corrupt even our good virtues. It's so subtle of a sin. Our relationship to others. Our relationship to others. Philippians 2.3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. That's a tall order. That doesn't mean if you have a good voice and someone doesn't not able to sing, that you say, boy, they're better singing than me. And it's not referring to that. That doesn't mean if you're a good carpenter and someone's not a carpenter and suddenly you say, well, I'm a steam. No, it's referring to the way we look at people, that we never look down at people and we never measure them by our strengths and their weaknesses. And so this attitude, don't do anything out of selfish ambition. You know, people sometimes erect a shrine to themselves, and they worship themselves. You could see it in the way they live, the way they walk. They strut sitting down. They're like peacocks, you know, just always showing off their feathers. And it really does damage to a family. Our relationship with our families are damaged by that. In Proverbs thirteen ten, pride only breeds quarrels. Hmm. A father gets upset at his son. And in a moment of anger, he says, Get out of the house and don't come back. But as he says it, his heart breaks. And when the door slams and the son leaves, he realizes he's wrong. But pride keeps him from going and apologizing.
0: Pride, greed, anger, lust, gluttony, sloth, and envy are the seven deadly sins. Pastor Ed will be sharing a message on each of these sins. We're all subject to the desires of the flesh. In this series, Pastor Ed will expose the seven most common sins that we face on a daily basis. These messages will be drawn from various portions of Scripture. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Building in Faith. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. Again, to follow Building in Faith and access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. When you visit the site, you'll only need to remember today's date. Simply click on today's date. You can listen, download, and even share this message with your friends and family via Facebook and Twitter. If you have any questions, call us. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue teaching on the seven deadly sins. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your